thinking of starting a podcast? Well, try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey guys, Mac here with another episode of It's Cavalier. Man, we've watched, I think, two games since the last time I recorded. And last episode is not looking so good, not aging so well. <laughs> Andre Drummond is making a case to be shipped out of Cleveland ASAP. Um, for anybody who watched, <laughs> for anybody who listened, to the uh, first episode of the podcast knows that I have tried to play the uh, the part of devil's advocate for Andre Drummond. I have really tried to stay on the Drummond train. It's been very difficult just because he, you know, if you're looking statistically, the stats may be a little deceiving. Because statistically, Drummond is having a good season. He's having an all-star caliber season. Uh, He's still leading the league in rebounds, I believe. And if not, he's right up there in the top two or three since the last time I've checked. He is an anomaly, though. It's just maybe anomaly is not the right word. Maybe enigma. Because the stats are awfully deceiving. If you were just looking at them, you'd think the Cavaliers' record would be better than it is right now. And I think right now we're sitting at something like 10 and 12. I think that's where we're at as of yesterday's game to the Clippers. So why is this? Why am I still taking up for Andre Drummond? Well... It's because I think in today's perimeter-based game, I think having a player of Andre Drummond's caliber can play a vital role down the stretch. I think the style of play that Cleveland plays, we like to play a physical gritty, um, and we like to run through Andre Drummond, but that might change here pretty soon. We got up, I think, less than 10 threes versus the Clippers. That is unacceptable. You can't play the game that way. You're not going to win any game that way. I think one of the funny quotes that I heard from Darius Garland after the game was the fact that Paul George shot more than that by himself. So you have to incorporate the three ball somehow. I know you're running the game through Andre Drummond at this point, but you have to figure out a way to get the three ball in there. Colin Sexton has proven to be an excellent shooter as of now. I mean, you, you got you to gotta feature him. You have guys like Dylan Windler who came out of college as a three-point marksman. Darius Garland can hit the three ball. Larry Nance can hit the three ball. Uh, 
Isaac Okoro has been underrated in that department. The big knock on him was shooting, and he's managed to, you know, can a good percentage of his catch-and-shoot threes. So you have to figure out a way to get the three ball more incorporated into your offense if you want to win games. At the end of the day, though, the real question is how much longer is Andre going to be on the team? You know, he came back on a player option this year, and it was always going to be a stretch to assume that the team was going to resign him. I think we kind of just took a flyer and kind of, you know, we, we, we've tried to see how far he could get us because last season in Andre Drummond starts, I believe Cleveland was five and six, and that coincides with J.B. Bickerstaff at the helm as well. So, you know, they they managed to kind of revamp the way that they played. But this season, it, we've kind of stagnated. We, we also are hitting a bad stretch in this February uh, scheduling. So uh, some of these games at the start of the season were, you know, considered winnable. Now we're in a tough part of the season and we're in a tough stretch and we're trying to see how far we can go before we start really trimming the roster and trading some players out. We're really trying to settle out what kind of team we're going to be. I think Cleveland has done a good job thus far. I think J.B. Beckerstaff should definitely warrant some coach of the year votes at the end of the season should this current pace keep up in regards to winning total. But we still have much, much work to do. But that's not what today's episode is about. Today's episode, we're going to talk about a couple of topics, namely Colin Sexton. And before I begin, I'm just going to start off naming a couple of players that uh, have a correlation. Bradley Bill, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Trey Young. What do all those players have in common right now? Well, I mean, they're all awesome in their own right. They're all all all-star caliber players. And so there's the word right there, all-star. Those are the six guards ahead of Cleveland's Colin Sexton at this point in time. Now, Bradley Beal, much deserved. Kyrie Irving, also off to an awesome start. James Harden, couldn't look any better. Jalen Brown, flat-out awesome. Zach Levine, questionable to me. Statistically speaking, he's, you know, he's a darling. Trey Young, you know, he was a first-time All-Star last year, if I'm not mistaken. So all of those guys have the pedigree and the potential to remain exactly where they are right now. The player on this list, though, that I'm looking at and I'm trying to figure out where there may be some wiggle room, Zach Levine, he's up there. Uh, Jalen Brown, he definitely, in my opinion, could make the All-Star game this season. But for the purposes of what we're talking about right now, I'm just going to say that Jalen Brown is going to be an All-Star. And I think the player with the most potential to be left out of that group of top six players that I just listed is Zach Levine. I think Trey Young is a flat-out baller, and I think that he's going to continue his trend. He's going to make the all-star game. Bradley Bill should make it. Kyrie Irving's definitely going to make it. James Harden's definitely going to make it. I mean, how can he not? So that leaves Colin Sexton with a lot of ground to cover. And I think, you know, don't quote me on this. I think the top five 
guards make it in? I don't know how they determined it anymore. I think it's the top five guards, though. And with that being said, you know, you look at Colin Sexton's career arc. So in front of me right now, I have a very interesting statistical fact. So Colin Sexton, year one, 16.7 points, three assists, 2.9 rebounds. Those are just run-of-the-mill numbers for what you know for rookies these days it seems like especially scoring guards year two 20.8 points again three assists 3.1 rebounds so he managed to up his total rebounds and he managed to add damn near four points to his scoring total year three 24.3 points you see where we're at right now you see a trend because i do this man has averaged and managed to average adding four additional points per season. How you go from 16.7 to 24.3 in years one to three, that's pretty, you know, that's a that's a staggering amount. That's eight extra points on your scoring average. That takes a lot of effort, takes a lot of work, and it definitely, you know, he's improved his game. And, you know, that's without including his three-point percentage. So... You would think these numbers are worthy of all-star status, but the problem within the NBA has always been the amount of elite guards that uh, that make it hard for those big names to be moved aside. I mean, um, what what comes to mind when I think about this is Michael Conley. Michael Conley has played some very good basketball throughout his career, and there were some years that he probably should have been on the all-star roster, but he didn't make it which led to his some calling him the best guard to never be named to the all-star roster. Uh, you know, that, that point's been made a few different times over the years. But, you know, Colin Sexton, he's he's facing an uphill battle here. Hopefully, you know, he makes it in. I think he will. I think he'll overtake either Zach Levine or Trey Young to get in. But, you know, time will tell. Do you mean Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, James Harden? They're pretty much locks. I think Jalen Brown is going to make it in. I mean, dude is averaging career highs, 26.4 points, 5.5 rebounds, 3.6 assists. So, you know, statistically speaking, he probably should be an all-star, and I think he will. He, along with Jason Tatum, are just, you know, flat-out ballers. Jason Tatum, by the way, I believe is fourth in the uh, front court voting, so I think he's, you know, well on his way back. So, you know, to me, I think Jalen Brown definitely is not going to be bumped out of that spot. So if Collins going to make it in, it's going to have to be over Zach Levine or possibly Trey Young. Trey Young, I think, will make it. Zach Levine, again, I think could definitely be booted. And at this point, you know, we're still early on in the process. Kylan is sitting here as of recording right now, 207,218 votes. You know, you compare that to Bradley Bill, for instance, who has over 1.2 million votes. So it's it's really hard to tell at this point how things are going to shake out since we're so early and these are the first returns. But he definitely still has a shot. I would have thought that Andre Drummond would have received votes into the top 10, but he hasn't. And he's not even listed on here. The 10th player listed is Jeremy Grant, folks. 
It, Jeremy Grant. You're telling me Jeremy Grant is a better player than Andre Drummond? And fun fact, Jeremy Grant plays for Detroit. Andre Drummond's old team. <laughs> so just a little nugget. But I think that uh, Colin Sexton may be Cleveland's only all-star this season. I know I've been touting the horn and saying that Andre Drummond should make it. But, man, if he uh, he gets playing the way that he has and he's just – Seeming uninterested on some nights, he definitely won't be named to the all-star roster, and he may not even finish the season with Cleveland. So, you know, hopefully we get to see Cleveland's first all-star since the LeBron era in Colin Sexton. This just leads me to my next topic for today, and that is really should Jared Allen be the starter moving forward? Uh, I think the first start that he drew this season, the guy was just absolutely spectacular albeit against the Minnesota Timberwolves but he still dropped 23 points 18 rebounds had five blocks and even an assist that was in 35 minutes of action and again that that's against a Timberwolves team lacking the likes of Carl Anthony Towns but still those are big time numbers in in your first Cleveland start so, you know, that, as you can imagine, had a lot of people clamoring for Andre Drummond to be traded. I'm still not on that, you know, on that uh, train, but it, it, it's it's full steam ahead right now. People are ready to get off the contract of Andre Drummond and try and get some, you know, extra pieces, you know, a draft pick here or a, uh, you know, a developmental player there. So I, I, I'm not there yet. But it, it just really brings into the question, should Jared Allen be the starter moving forward? And it, one thing that's clear watching, you know, these games since this trade is the uh, the chemistry that Darius Garland has developed in the pick and roll game with Jared Allen. He's he is there. The vision is there, obviously, with Darius. You know, he's he's much healthier this season. He is the point guard. You know, he's, it's not a role that Colin Sexton has to fill anymore, but the the the, the flat-out chemistry, the, the rapport that Jared Allen and Darius Garland has is very, very encouraging and interesting. And I'm, you know, it's, I don't know if that's there with Andre Drummond because Andre Drummond sometimes just seems disinterested. Or, you know, he'll make a boneheaded play. He'll, I've literally watched him bring the ball up the court and make just some of the worst passes you'll ever see in the NBA. But on other nights, this guy is dropping a 2020 on, uh, you know, on any team. So it's just, it, it is, it's flabbergasting how this, this season is tending to go for Andre. And I think we all know that uh, Jared Allen is the future at center. But again, keyword is future there. It, it's not as if Andre Drummond can't contribute to this year's squad and potentially propel this team to the playoffs. It and, and it would be just a crude argument that, you know, he can't add anything to the roster at this point because he is a veteran. He does put up big time numbers. He is a defensive presence. But so, too, is Jared Allen. And Jared Allen is younger, obviously. You know, he's looking for an opportunity to become the man. Cleveland didn't trade for him for anything. You know, they hopped into that 
Brooklyn Nets trade well aware that they knew what they were aiming to get when they gave up Dante Exum. So, you know, they jumped in, they got Torian Prince as well. And that, you know, that's another guy that has been playing very well since the trade occurred. But Jared Allen, you know, there is a big case to be made for him to be starting right now. And if that means you're bringing Andre Drummond off the bench or you're starting them in a dual big lineup, Colin Sexton, well, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Jetty Oseman, Jared Allen, Andre Drummond. I mean, I'm curious to see how that might look too. So there's a there's a lot that can be done there. But, you know, if you're anything like a lot of the Cavaliers fans that I've uh, ran across on Twitter, then you're probably of the mindset that Drummond is done and he should be traded. That's a little harsh to me, but... You know, to each his own. I think that you let it play out, and if you are eager to trade him, if you're Kobe Altman, I think you wait until the right opportunity arises. We're still a little bit away from the trade deadline, so you got some time to sit on some offers. And there's even been some rumors out there about a buyout. I don't believe that. I think if anybody could be bought out on this roster, it's Kevin Love. But I'm not seeing the uh, the, the buyout for Andre Drummond. He's still still pretty valuable. Still a very impactful player when he's engaged. But again, that's the problem, his engagement and his interest. If he plays to his strengths, he's a pretty awesome player. But when he's not, that's when you see some of the boneheaded decisions, some of the lackluster play, some bad passing, and just, you know, pretty horrible defense. And on a night like last night against the Clippers, it's pretty clear, you know, that uh, he can be played off the floor. There are periods of time which Jared Allen just looks like the superior player, which is funny because Andre Drummond may be the more talented player. But Jared Allen still has a lot of room for growth, and he clearly has the backing of the, uh, the, the team. Again, you know, there's a chemistry that has developed between Darius Garland and himself. So, you know, I think time will tell, but we will eventually see Jared Allen usurp Andre Drummond as the team's starting center, whether that be from trade or not. I really could see them benching Andre Drummond for Jared Allen and, you know, have either a role reversal or completely take Andre Drummond out of the rotation. That is completely possible although I don't think it will happen I don't think it's probable I think that you have to keep it in your back pocket you let you know you let some games go by you see how the team progresses you know if we're kind of stuck in the rut like we are right now with this pretty horrid February stretch and scheduling you might consider making a switch and if the switch isn't enough you might consider making a trade and to close out this topic I'll just say this I posted a, you know, a a vote on Twitter just simply stating, you know, are y'all ready to move on from Andre Drummond? You know what? 83% of people said yes. I don't know if that is telling. I don't know if that's just Cavalier fans in the moment seeing that, you know, the, the great game by Jared Allen, but, uh, if the fans have any say in this, Andre Drummond is already as good as it's gone. 
Okay, guys, that brings me to my last topic of the day. Who is the rookie of the year favorite at this point in time? And, you know, there's there's a few different names out there, but I think the current hierarchy at this point in time is LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, James Wiseman, and Patrick Williams. Don't quote me on that. That is just as of this point in time, you know, we're not even halfway through the season, but there's a case to be made for a lot of different players. But one name that I've noticed that hasn't been mentioned by a lot of analysts is Isaac Okoro. You know, statistically speaking, Isaac is at 7.9 points a game, 2.3 rebounds, 2 assists. But, you know, there is no real statistic to measure how vital he is to the Cavaliers' defense. It's it, it's really tough to really highlight how important a piece he is to the roster. And that was, you know, obviously the big selling point on drafting Isaac as high as the Cavaliers did was his defense. He was considered to be the best defender coming out of college at the time. But he is being severely underrated. I think he actually leads all rookies in minutes. That's a big deal. You know, I don't know if that says more about the Cavaliers, you know, how much how much we actually need him. But uh, he is just, you know, he's been a defensive menace. And his three ball, you know, the, the biggest knock on him coming out of college was his lack of a three-point shot. But he's, you know, he's managed to dispel that. I You know, I don't see how you could look at, you know, how impactful he has been and uh, just just completely write him off you know I think that he should at least finish top five in voting for that and I think that his numbers will continue to go up as his comfort level at the NBA or in the NBA you know continues to go and I think that you know the coaching that J.B. Bickerstaff has provided the way that he's being utilized both at the shooting guard and small forward position has him likely to you know only get better so i i really think that you have to start including them him in some of these discussions rookie of the year you know specifically i think the player who's probably going to end up winning this is lamella ball the guy's averaging you know almost 13 points nearly six rebounds six assists so, I, you know, from a statistical standpoint, this guy is doing all the right things. He's really making an impact. And, you know, he's every bit as good as, if not even better than he was advertised. Right now, you know, I, I've hesitated to say this, but, you know, th- this guy might be even better than his brother. And I know Lonzo is struggling a little bit this season, but I don't know if that's more so the fact that he's being coached by one of the league's dinosaurs and uh, Stan Van Gundy, I, I don't think that uh, that was the right hire for New Orleans, but that was that. that's a completely different topic. I will say, however, though, that he has uh, been highly inconsistent this season, so I don't think it's you know completely unfounded to say that Lomelo Ball might be the best brawl brother. I also don't think it's crazy to say that LaMelo Ball will end up winning the Rookie of the Year because I think he will. Tyrese Halliburton, you know, he's got pretty uh, pretty good numbers for a rookie. 11.2 points, 5.7 rebounds, 
504 assist. He he's doing things, but I still don't think it'd be enough to overtop uh to, to topple over LaMelo Ball. I just think that he's got too much going for him. I think he has a good supporting cast. We talk about guys like Gordon Hayward. So I, I think that at the end of the day, LaMelo Ball will end up taking this award away, but there are definitely some, you know, good competitors. And I didn't even mention James Wiseman, you know, who's been pretty good all of, as the uh, starting center for the uh, Warriors. 12.2 points, 6.1 rebounds. Those numbers don't blow you away by any stretch. But, uh, you know, he's getting valuable playing time next to Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and company. And I think that he'll continue to be a vital role player in their system as Clay Thompson gets healthy and Steph Curry ages, that there's eventually going to be a shifting of the, you know, <laughs> quote unquote guard when some of these guys start to get out of their peak, because, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green aren't getting any younger, but they still have a good core. They still have a great coach. And they only have room for development for some of the players on the roster. So, you know, I don't think he's taking away the award, just like Halliburton or Okoro. But uh, the, the one thing is clear. The NBA is in good hands when you talk about the, uh, the, the youth movement. These guys, you know, there, there is no, you know, rookie wall. These guys are just completely shattering the notion that there has to be, the, you know, a developmental year. These guys come out now, day one, and are flat out balling. So, I mean, it's really hard to say who the best player out of this bunch is going to end up being career-wise. But right now, it's looking like LaMelo Ball will be the uh, rookie of the year. But Isaac Okoro, look out for him. I think that his numbers will go up as well as his, uh, his notoriety throughout the league as a defender. I think he definitely will make an all-defensive team uh, before it's all said and done, I wouldn't put put that past year two or three. I think he's that good of a perimeter defender. So look out for him. And with that being said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and close out today's episode. As always, you guys can reach me on Twitter at it's Cavalier underscore pod. If you'd like to just share some feedback or, you know, just, you know, send me a topic or two that you'd like me to cover. But uh, have a good day.